You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince. Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 48 of the Comic Book Informer. We're coming to you on Wednesday, October 12th. As always, I'm Vince, and by my side is Roger. What's up, man? Not much. I'm just turning my phone off so that I'm not going to get yet another call. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no harm, no foul. Yeah. It was during the intro. Nobody would have known had I not said something. But that's how we roll. We always have to point out our mistakes. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Especially Joe's. <laughs> well, Those, we, point, we, don't, we point out the same percentage. He just has a larger quantity to choose from. We don't just point them out. We hang on to those suckers and squeeze as much life as we can out of them. He only made one mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I see he just made the there. same mistake 30 times. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we have a little bit of news to touch on this week. It actually uh, came out last week, but we had so much going on, uh, there just wasn't room for it in the episode. And that was Marvel has uh, thrown a little twist out there with their digital marketing scheme. Uh, When DC did their big relaunch with the day and date stuff, they had their, quote, deal where you could buy the Justice League issue one for $3.99 or for $4.99, you could buy it twice and get the digital copy as well. And, well, that was a joke but whatever people bought it because i don't know why i can't explain it Uh, (laughs) marvel instead of uh, the big all at once uh digital move that dc did they've just been kind of doing it periodically uh amazing spider-man started going day and date digital with uh spider island and just uh, various titles at the beginning of certain story arcs they've been going day one digital so we actually have a new series launching very soon called Avenging Spider-Man, and it's one that I'm really looking forward to just quite simply because Joe Madrera is a freaking god when it comes to comics, and the comic just looks freaking awesome. But Marvel is adding something onto it. If you buy the actual comic, uh, it's a $3.99 comic, they're just going to give you the digital version. They're not going to charge you extra, and it's they still have a lot of work to do, the entire industry when it comes to digital, but This is a step in the right direction. I like this move because if this becomes standard, if you will, you can buy your comic, you can put it away, you can seal it away, not mess with it. But whenever you want to read it, you have a legal free copy there available for you. I like that. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. However, see, I'm still of the opinion that that's still... A little high. Now, some people may, you know, say, just how much do you want, for Christ's sakes? That's all well and good. Everybody's going to have their own opinions in terms of just what they think the price point should be. So that's fine. Uh, But for me personally, I still believe that $3.99 is far too high a price point for a comic, even if you're including a free digital copy. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's that's my opinion. That's not taken away from the, the incredible hard work that goes into it from everybody. I, I can appreciate that. However, once again, for the price of two comics, I can pick up a paperback novel. Then, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you want to talk about hard work, there's a hell of a lot more hard work that went into that novel that went into two copies of 
two comic book copies. So to me, that's a big thing right there. I just I feel that the price point as it is, it's still too high. I mean, it's it's if if we're gonna talk about prices, then it has to be said. But like you're saying, it is definitely a move in the right direction because it will encourage people to to buy more of them knowing that they can get that digital copy for free. It, it will encourage me to buy more copies. I mean, I'm already spending... <laughs> I'm spending too much, okay? <laughs> but if I know that I can pick something up for, for $3.99, which a lot of comics right now, that's what they are, and at least it includes the uh the digital copy and if it's a comic that i i am justifiably very interested in i will be far more likely to pick it up now but i mean still not all of them because again that price point is still too high if they could drop it down dude i'll buy even more i i will sink even more money but at least it is a step in the right direction and what made this uh from a standard news story into something really interesting to talk about is apparently a lot of retailers absolutely hate this uh it's been all over twitter for the past week now of them just blowing up angry at marvel because they see this as marvel trying to steal their customers away and i i'm not seeing the reasoning maybe maybe if the digital versions of the copies were less than the print versions okay someone's going to come in spend four bucks on the print version realize they like the digital and then realize they can also get it for cheaper, then that would be stealing the customers away. I'm not seeing Even the, that, the, the logic. That makes no sense either though. So like, I, again, I'm not, I, I'm, I was hoping you'd be able to explain it to me. I, because... I can't. I, I've, <laughs> I've been trying. I cannot you know, because do it. The way that I'm looking at this is that, and, and I'm not, uh, a retailer so I have no idea of all the logistics of everything that they do and how much they have to order and, and things that are incentives to get people in I okay I don't get it but from my way of looking at it as a consumer I would see this as a good thing for retailers because it's going to encourage people to come into the store to buy a physical physical copy which means money in their pocket because on top of that they're getting the digital bonus so I I don't see that there's anything being taken away from the physical copy at all, but rather that it's going to encourage people to buy because you're getting a bonus on top of it. Mm-hmm. And God bless him, but Dan Slott, the writer for uh, Amazing Spider-Man, was replying to a lot of these people and trying to you know talk sense into them or at least try to figure out why they're angry. He even flat out said, what is it you don't like about this? Help me understand your point of view. And the poor guy, he spent like a whole day arguing with these people. It was, I hate to say it was hilarious, but it kind of was. I don't get it. Because let me put it to you this way, okay? Now, again, this new Spider-Man series, I definitely would have picked up the first one. Um, Well, depending on what else is coming out in that week. I mean, if there's lots of other things that I'm interested in, maybe not. But I'm interested. But... Now it's like definitely I'll pick one up because a I want to get I want to see what it's all about the hoopla I want to see how they're going to work in that free copy I want to see what the free copy is going to look like if it'll include anything different and things like that um, but not just that now if it's a good series then I'll be more likely to pick up to stay with the series as well that's good news for my retail comic book shop 
because it means I'm, I'm giving him more money. And he's not losing anything because he's not having to give money out of his profits for that digital copy. Yeah, it. I don't get I, it. And I mean, I don't want to seem like I'm anti-retailer because oh, I'm not. No, no, I am. I, I, I'm sorry. I, mean, I agree yeah. with you. I'm not either. Granted, I hate most of my local comic shops. <laughs> See, I dude, there's there's two of them that are nearby. There's one that's a little bit further out. And well, there's a lot of other ones, but those are the main ones that we've been to. And all of them are phenomenal. Just fantastic people. Really nice people to deal with. They're great. And the guy that I normally deal with here in Ottawa, Silver Snail, super friendly, nice guy. And I mean, one of the few retailers too that actually sends the list out every week of what's coming mm-hmm. out. So you don't have to subscribe to something. You can just say, in this week, I want this, this, and this. And he puts them aside. He's fantastic to deal with. So again, I, I haven't talked to him about this to see what his take is. But again, I he's going to get more money from me. How can it be bad? See, there, there are a lot of retailers, though, who put in their orders, put the books on the shelves, and then just sit at the register to collect your money. Like they, That's them running their business. So... You know what? If that if digital is going to put them out of business, they only have themselves to blame. There's, you know, there's other things you can do. Like if I, I But again, I they're, mean, they're they're the, they're the, taking a leap of faith here because yeah. I mean, digital has been around. And it's not like okay, if if and and I I'd be for it because again, times have got to change. If the price of all digital comics drop to say a dollar Okay, then I can see how they'd be ticked off and say, you're trying to take away our business. And and that is pretty much what would be happening. Well, I mean, within for within reason, because, again, they the 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 actual distributors have still got to be able to make their money as well. And they have to change with the times. So we've already talked about that in terms of things that they could do to make it so that it still is helping the retailers. And this is one of those things. So there's just, with the way that it's being handled by Marvel, I don't see a negative at all. Yeah, I mean, I like we said, we don't know enough about the business side of things, but I'm not seeing any downside to this move at all. Oh, you know what, dudes, retailers, if you're listening to this and you're saying you guys don't know crap of what you're talking about, which we point blank admitted from a retail standpoint, we don't know what's going on in your books and what's going on behind. But if you don't agree with this and you have a reasonable explanation that you can send, not just bitching and whining and complaining, but reasonable, explain it to us so that we can understand, by all means, send us an email either at roger at or vince at comicbookinformer.com. Dude, I'll read it. And if it makes sense, fine, we'll talk about it on the show more. But I mean, from what we've seen so far, it's, it just has not made sense at all from a consumer standpoint mm-hmm. and from a common sense standpoint. I'm sorry, but dude, it's true. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to uh, move away from that, all that now. And we're going to talk about a comic we have been waiting to talk about. It's come up every now and then in what we're reading. And I wanted to talk about it last month, but we had the DC stuff going on. So it unfortunately had to be postponed. But now that we are free of the new 52... It's time for Marvel Universe versus Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Written by Jonathan Mayberry with art by Lawrence Campbell. And it is the follow-up to last year's phenomenal Marvel Universe versus The Punisher, where a virus has gotten out and it's not necessarily a zombie thing, but uh, it's making everybody more primitive, more primal, and 
all hell has broken loose. <laughs> and it it was very entertaining, very action oriented, but it had so many great character moments, especially for somebody like the Punisher who doesn't always have his character come across. It was a great read and one of my favorite comics from last year. I know it was one of yours too, right, Raj? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, like the the Punisher one was absolutely phenomenal. And again, here's a character that has been overplayed too much and has been... It's hard to write him good now, the Punisher. Uh, and Mayberry did such a fantastic job at it. And then when this came out with Wolverine, here we are again with a character that we've said time and time again, okay, we've gotten enough Wolverine for now, for crying out loud, use other characters in your arsenal. And yet this comes out and Mayberry proves that, <laughs> oh, really? You think this guy can't be interesting anymore either? Kaboom! <laughs> and it's like fantastic. Fantastic. The entire series. And what I loved about it, what to me is most important, is that it wasn't just a four-issue adventure romp, which would have been fine. I, I've got nothing against the uh, short miniseries. It's just a popcorn series that you sit down, relax, have fun, and enjoy. That's, that's all well and good. But it was so much more than that because he managed to intelligently blend uh, uh, a hell of a lot of action with incredible character scenes, like you said, and character development and things like that. And in addition to that, just a smart story. It's it's actually really well played out. And what's funny is that as I read it, at no point was I thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. Or, oh, there's a big plot hole there. That does. You know what? I didn't. And it's not like I analyzed every single scene, but I've read it several times now. And each time I'm not seeing huge plot holes. I'm not seeing points where I'm thinking, ah, I, you're asking too much of me here. I, I can't believe that. It just flowed. It just made sense. And it worked so well. But not just that. It worked so well, taking into consideration the Punisher miniseries as well. And that's saying a hell of a lot. Yeah, uh, just the way it started. We had the the fight between Wolverine and the infected Colossus with Wolverine's uh, commentary running about, you know, how they started out together in the X-Men and, you know, they've been such great friends. They were the heart and soul of the team. And then uh, as he's killing Colossus, you get the, the admission, he's my best friend. That right there, four pages into the comic, and it was amazing. Well, as he's saying that, his the, the scene is with his claws going through yeah. Colossus's head, and it's like, <laughs> it's it fits the character because he is that gritty kind of character that would be having that thought as he's putting his freaking claws through somebody's face. Um, so yeah, no, right from the get go, it catches you. Now that being said, because we had already read the Punisher one. I was already expecting this kind of monologue, this kind of action, and this kind of, of setup where no one is sacred here. It's it's kind of like the Walking Dead thing where, you know what, somebody might get shot in the eye, <laughs> Carl Duck. <laughs> and the same thing with this where you're not safe just because you're a big name. And we see that later in the fourth issue as well. So, no, it was... I don't want to tell people that if they haven't read Punisher that they have to in order to enjoy this because you can enjoy this in and of itself. However, if if you really want to enjoy this that much more, get that collected edition of Marvel Universe versus the Punisher. You can get it at uh, Amazon for cheap for the hardcover too and then get this one as well, yeah. 
Yeah, and the thing that makes this more interesting to me than the Punisher series is on the surface, Wolverine and Punisher are very similar characters. They're the loners, you know, they're they're the ones that do what has to be done uh, for the job. But throughout his life, Wolverine has made connections with people that Punisher hasn't. Yeah. He's still by himself. So especially when the two of them are together and you really see the difference between these two characters that could be so similar. Punisher, everything is black and white to him. You're either the enemy or you're not. And Wolverine obviously has so much more depth and emotion to his character that the the two of them, every scene they were in together was fantastic. Well, it's funny because each of them has a very strong opinion of the other as well. So, mm-hmm. and they didn't make, not that he would, but Castle doesn't back down from Wolverine either, which, I mean, an intelligent, rational human being would. <laughs> he does not. And he, he maintains this air of superiority throughout all of his dealings. But I think the other thing that you touched on, too, is, again, Wolverine has had those relationships with with nearly everybody that you see throughout this now, whether it's because of the Avengers, the X-Men, or whatever solo stuff he's done as well. And, I mean, just the starting point where you've got him right after the X-Men stuff there at the beginning, where he's watching the beginning of it all with Spider-Man having lost it in that little flashback. And here's a character that we've seen him do so much with Spider-Man. And those first few pages where it shows Spider-Man in Cactus, captivity and Wolverine is looking at him through that plate glass kind of thing and they're talking about him and and you can see in in just those few panels and how it's written in the monologues and stuff how how much respect he has still for for the for Parker Mm -hmm. and not only that but Wolverine has a different insight into the infected that Punisher didn't have because while Punisher you know, was a fighter. Wolverine was a hunter. He was a predator. So he 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 understands them on a different level, which made that even more touching. And then as it goes on, all the main players in the miniseries are people who, again, Wolverine has these longtime attachments with, not just Spider-Man, Thing. Great relationship between those two over the years. Of course, Hulk. <laughs> that's that's always been the premier matchup in in superhero face-offs. And then just when the the rest of the supporting cast comes in, Captain America, Beast. Deadpool once again, yeah, Beast. Deadpool once again steals the show in the comic. Yeah, I, I even made a comment on Twitter after I read uh, issue four. I was like, okay, how is it that everybody can write Deadpool really well? Except the people that write the Deadpool comics. series, yeah, really. <laughs> but again, I maintain that that character is better as a a side character, a secondary mm-hmm. character in a story where he's not given too much attention, but that he can pop in, steal a few scenes, and then get the hell out of Dodge before you ruin it, kind of thing. And if you can handle him like that, then then you'll do a good job. That being said, though, Mayberry did more than that. He gave. Deadpool a lot more depth simply because he's fighting the infection as well. I mean, we may as well talk about that now too. Like both he and Wolverine are actually infected, but their healing factors keep fighting it off. And so whereas Wolverine has got much more of his faculties so he can just not be munching on bones kind of thing for a snack, (laughs) Deadpool does not. And so you see some scenes that are fantastic with Deadpool because he, again, he can't always control it as well as, as Wolverine. He wants to, but he's finding it difficult. <laughs> and he doesn't even realize it either. It's just kind of... 
<laughs> he's oblivious to it all. It, it was very entertaining. But you also get the points where Wolverine, you know, tells him to suck it up and shows respect for him, which yeah. well, that's huge. <laughs> it's not just, you know, from a reader standpoint, but, you know, for somebody who's followed the character of Deadpool over the years, having Wolverine actually give him that respect, I know that was huge for the character himself. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it was funny because I'd just been reading some other stuff with the two characters in, in another terrible issue. And, <laughs> and then I read this and it was like, you see, this is much better written. Yeah. So we have huge battles going on. Uh, Wolverine and the surviving heroes have to protect the scientists and the civilians as they're trying to escape and find a cure. We get the great standoff at the bridge where... You know, Wolverine gives his little pep talk. He's like, I'm not very good at speeches. And he's like, but we got to stand here. We got to hold the line. And then Hulk goes, smash them, eat them. <laughs> and Deadpool goes, uh, I hate to break it to you. And Wolverine's like, yeah, his speech was better. And then just all hell breaks loose. It was freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because it's again, it's it's the cliche of, of pitting Wolverine against the Hulk. And we've seen it over and over and over again. But. As I've said in everything else before, a, a cliche is fine as long as you write it properly with a few twists. If it's handled properly, okay, I, I can, I'm good with it. And here we go. They handled it well. And, uh, and I still, I maintain he's losing that arm for good at some point. In the future of Marvel, <laughs> that arm is gone. Because whenever you're seeing something with future freaking Wolverine, there's an arm missing. So, although... That's not entirely true when you read through to the end of this, but uh, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, we get to find out that how how uh, how the Hulk got that necklace, <laughs> yeah, that you saw in the Punisher. And then we also had uh, that last moment with uh, Castle and uh, Captain America, where they, you know, uh, dude, <laughs> yeah, oh man, because first of all, Captain America finally making the decision that okay, he has to start using lethal force, and you know they're they're engaged and. Cap just can't do it anymore. He's breaking down. He's turning. And he makes the, the decision, you know, put me down. I don't want to become one of them. And God, that that panel where Punisher is holding the gun to his head and you were always my hero. Uh, oh, it, it, it like again, it seemed kind of cliched, but it was so freaking great. OK, he did not ask to be killed because of that, though. He asked to be killed because he was turning. Yeah, that's what okay, I said. Okay, okay, I just wanted to make sure, because it sounded there like you were saying, no, he just didn't want to start killing people. It's like, no, no, he actually was starting to turn. Right. He, uh, he was maybe, maybe I didn't... Uh, worded quite... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. But no, he had just enough senses left that knowing he was infected and about to, to go primal that he wanted to be put out, which, yeah, it was... It's only a, a single page, but beautifully put together, too. The layout was fantastic. And uh, and the, 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 the art... Again, because the style of the art is very, very sketchy and it's it's rough and jagged, but that's the series. It fits it. It's great. And yet when you're seeing that scene, it's just this beautiful white background with, again, the, the Punisher with the gun to his head. And it's just so well done. And yeah, <laughs> but they, I mean, that's what most of them are. Mm -hmm. And then we finally get to the end and we find out. There is hope for the future. Uh, the scientists got away. Wolverine's still kicking around, doing his thing. With an and, arm. Yeah, both arms. Yeah, it's it's growing back. <laughs> I, I thought I liked the last little feature, though. You saw it was the bone claws instead of the metal claws. That yeah, was pretty nifty. Yeah, yeah. So it really gives me hope that next year we're going to get another one of these. something. Oh, dude. So... <laughs> 
and and it's like I was saying too as I was reading these is I was I'm looking at all of the characters now and thinking okay who could be next because you could literally he could handpick anybody of these main characters I think that um because of all of the involvement that Richards Reed Richards has had in this one mm-hmm. that he would make a, a fantastic uh, miniseries with just Reed Richards. Um, it would be far different, maybe less of the primal stuff that we saw in both of these, but I think it would still be very, very good. And as well, following Captain America up until that point kind of thing would be very good. There's just, there's a whole bunch of characters that it would just be fantastic to see everything progress. And the Hulk as well. I mean, that mm-hmm. would be really yeah. good to see something progress because he still appears, despite being that primal character, to have more of his senses than the others do. That's not a very big change from regular Hulk to yeah. infected Hulk. Yeah. So, but no, I think that would be great too. So I I can only imagine that we definitely will see something else. They have to. Yeah. Another one that, that I kind of had a thought about because we see him mentioned a lot in this issue, you know, running around behind the scenes, you know, helping everybody out. And that was Luke Cage. I think Marvel Universe versus Power Man could make a pretty interesting series with the whole family aspect with his You're wife and his, and his kid. Fanboy. I am. I am yeah, a fanboy. That's all it is. <laughs> I am. But I, I think there would be an interesting story there as well. Uh, maybe. I'm not as much a fanboy of his as you are. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you should be. So any last words here other than uh, go out, buy it, and read it right now? You have to. I, I'm sorry, but uh, folks, really, it's it's not expensive. Again, you can pick up the hardcovers, um, and they are... Well, this one came out... Did it come out in hardcover yet? The Collected? I think not so. Not yet. I, no? I, I don't think so. Issue 4 just came out like two weeks ago. No, it's been more than that. Really? I don't yeah, know. I, I haven't... Well, I, I thought I'd seen it on the list uh, that's sent out to me. By my comic dude, so I thought I'd seen it, but I could be wrong. In any case, do yeah, definitely it's it's one of those that I think if you are if you like Marvel characters, if you like Marvel, it's it's damn near a must read. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna move on to what we're reading. Where oh, we and have... and Mayberry, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Mister Mayberry, I want to talk to you. Okay, <laughs> we need to set you up for an interview. I want you on the show because I still have questions. I would love to talk to you some more about this. <laughs> okay, go ahead now. <laughs> so we have some interesting t- things to talk about in what we're reading this week because I know I have fallen a little behind in my reading because of the uh, DC marathon uh, over the last couple weeks. So I was going through my backlog and I came across Kick-Ass. I really enjoyed the first Kick-Ass miniseries. I thought it was a wonderful satire of just the entire not just superhero comics, but the entire comics industry itself, the way the characters acted, how it turned every single thing you were expecting upside down, how it was violent, but it was never, well, some of it was unnecessary per se, but it always had that certain style to it, that charm, if you will, if you can find charm and violence, I'd say Kick-Ass had it. So we get Kick-Ass 2 coming out this year, and I wasn't enjoying it as much as the original, but... It had some interesting things going on. It was still funny. It was still interesting. And and it took the superhero team concept and now started, you know, riffing on that with I forget what the heck they were calling themselves, but they were hilarious. Kickass's little uh, super team until issue four came out. I'll let you <sighs> talk about it first. I'll talk about it after. <laughs> Unless you I mean... want me to go first. <laughs> 
I, I'm I'm almost at a loss for words, so I'll hand it off to you at this point. I am so disgusted in him for that and them for actually publishing it. I really am. And like you, I loved the first one. Unlike you, I was really enjoying the second one as well. I was really digging it. I love this whole, again, the, the first one was more the, the solo or the solo with a partner kind of thing, whereas here it was the whole Team Justice League kind of mentality. And I liked that. And I liked that you were getting to see other characters and things like that. I was really digging it. And... I liked that you were constantly wondering what was going to happen with the girl and when she was going to come back and things like that. And I, again, I was really enjoying it. I enjoyed issue three. There was the, the violence had gotten hyper violent, violent for the sake of just being violent. I'm not crazy about that but again it's it's a mature title so it was like okay fine i mean if we can freaking watch the hulk biting off wolverine's arm <laughs> and in marvel universe versus Pun er, wolverine and and praise that series as being so absolutely phenomenal then you know you got to cut some slack to everybody else in the same way uh, that said there are some things that i there are some things that i feel not that you shouldn't necessarily write about, but there's better ways of handling it. And you can allude to a lot of things without actually showing or being that graphic. And the once it started in with the sexual assault stuff in that issue four, that was it. It was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done reading this then because I, I read through anyways the rest of four and it was terrible. It was, it, I, I couldn't believe that that he felt this was necessary for the story and that he should put it in like that. And that the artist thought that this was acceptable, that this was all right to portray things like this. Um, again, I'm all for the reality of the world and putting things in, but this isn't the reality of the world. These are freaking kids and people dressing up like superheroes. It's not, it's, it was way too far, way, way, way too far. It was sleazy. It came off just poorly, poorly. I really had no use for it at all. And it's so sad because both Mark Millar and John Romita are icons in the industry, and they they are capable of better. This this was so far beneath them. It, it it's depressing. I'm curious to know. I don't read enough reviews on what other people think of comics. I just go by my own opinions and that's that. Um, but I'm curious what other people thought of this and if they're of the same opinion that it went too far because I've read a lot of good things about the, the, the first three issues. I mean, mainly through the comments that are left on, on each next issue kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm curious to know if other people agree that this was too far and that, you know, it just wasn't right or if they're all right with it. Um looking at that right now but we make we can come back to that later yeah. <laughs> i know that at least we agree at least thank thankfully and we were talking to joe as well and he agreed as well it's just it, it came off as sleazy you, you really don't want to even be holding that comic book wow joe agreed with something we didn't like go figure <laughs> <laughs> all right so i that was really all i had worth talking about have you uh 
gotten even remotely caught up yourself yet? Uh, you know what? Somewhat, actually, because <laughs> it's, it's true. I'd gotten really behind to the point where I hadn't even read all of the schisms. And that was what I got caught up on first. I got caught up on my schisms. I got caught up on my Wolverine series and on the X-23. I read a few other things, too, but those were the main ones. Um, the schism, I, I think we're going to need to tackle that in and of yeah, itself probably that, that's coming up yeah in addition to the the new number ones and the, and the split mm-hmm. once that comes maybe we'll tackle tackle it all at once i was disappointed i thought that it it wasn't enough to cause a rift this big between the two of them and i thought that some of the dialogue was felt forced so i i'm following you there i really wasn't crazy about it and then the last wolverine Dude, I hated it. What a load of freaking tripe that was. That, that comic has been so uneven over oh, the last few months. It was terrible, terrible, cliched piece of crap. I'm sorry, I can't remember even who read it. I'm sorry, dude, whoever you are. It was bad. I really, really just point blank did not like it. Um, that said, I like what's been happening with X-23. Uh, Marjorie Lou's been doing a good job with that, integrating X-23 with other people. So right now with FF and uh, and Spider-Man and stuff like that. So I've I actually been digging that. She's been doing a really good job. Um, that said, I don't think that she's using the characters to the best of what they could be. I don't think that there's nearly enough interaction between X-23 and all of the... the uh, FF, in particular Spider-Man. Here you have this this freaking wealth of an opportunity because of the relationship between Wolverine and Spider-Man to make use of that with X-23 and Spider-Man. And I felt it was barely used. So I don't I didn't get the impression that Marjorie Lou was necessarily the best to write that kind of story where you're integrating a lot of different characters and mixing them up well. And so it was still good, but I think the potential was much greater than what the series was. Following up on that thought, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, On a recommendation, I actually read Dawkin. Oh, dude. Really? It's gotten better. It's, It's kind of in that Superboy territory where... Like, like we saw with the relaunch, we liked enough elements of the first Superboy that it might be going in the right direction. And I think Dokken might be going in the right direction. But that's all I got there. All right. Well, I'm not in a rush. I'm not saying at this point it's worth, you know, reading and buying, but it's improved. Okay. And I also read um, the latest Walking Dead. At I least still haven't read that. My God. Something's happening, but it's it's nothing that we haven't seen already quite a few times so Mm -hmm. it's i i i don't want to say you know maybe they've just pretty much run its course maybe there's (laughs) there's only so much you could do because it wasn't that long ago that freaking carl got shot in the eye um so i'm sure that it'll pick up again and and be good again but this was kind of okay the the action is ramping up but it's nothing we already haven't seen and nothing we already haven't seen done better yeah all right, so that's uh, us starting to catch up at least. But we're getting just, as, okay. just as we're getting there. Cut us some we slack. Some <laughs> <laughs> this week we've got from Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man 671, Part 5 of Spider-Island, FF number 10, Generation Hope number 12, Ghost Rider number 4. Oh, new- dude, Ooh. sorry, have you read uh, Ghost Rider number 2 and 3 as well? Yes. I'm actually not minding it too much. I'm not going to say I, I'm loving it, but 
I'm kind it's of what I want it. out of a Ghost Rider comic. Yeah, it's not too bad, really. <laughs> yeah. We've got New Avengers number 17 with Norman Osborn continuing to bring Hammer and the Dark Avengers back together. I'm really en- enjoying the storyline. Punisher number four, Ultimate Spider-Man number three, and Ultimate X-Men number two. Uncanny X-Force number 16, continuing the Dark Angel saga. X-Men Legacy number 257, and the X-Men Regenesis one-shot, which is uh, picking up after Schism. On DC, we've got issue twos for Batman and Robin, Demon Knights, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, Green Lantern, and Superboy, as well as a wealth of lesser titles. I've got Shade number one. Uh, Anybody who was a fan of the Starman comics back in the day, uh, this is kind of picking up where those left off, as well as the hardcover edition of the Batman Arkham City miniseries, just in time for next week's release of the game. Yeah, And, and definitely worth reading, as we've said before. Yeah. And then just to wrap up from the other guys, we've got Irredeemable number 30 from Boom Studios, Joe Hill's The Cape number two from IDW. About time. Yeah. Morning Glories number 13 and the finale of Who is Jake Ellis from Image. So that's all we've got here for issue 48 of the Comic Book Informer. Be sure to check us out, as always, at comicbookinformer.com, as well as on Twitter at CB Informer. You can always find us on iTunes as well. And join us next week because we've got a special guest coming in next week. And it's going to bring a different perspective to our show at the very least. So lots we'll of, see you. Lots of bitching, probably. Eh, that too, but that's not different. <laughs>